Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Our scripture today, just want to make sure we get it out there. And, and this is a scripture verse I've said before, and it's been in the Bible for a couple thousand years. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture, note that it's all scripture, is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. It's important, all scripture. What I find so often out there is that people that call themselves Christ followers don't have any idea what the manual says. God gave us a 1500 page Bible that's the manual for living for him and we don't read it. We need to read it because what Paul wrote to Timothy is that all scripture is breathed out by God. Okay, today we have a really cool show. I've got three guests in the show in the studio today and we're talking about how God can use you the business person to make an impact on the mission field. And we've talked about that before but never with the three guys I have in the room today. I've got Dr. David Nelson, the president of Crossing Cultures International. I've got Norris Brown who's the mission pastor at the Crossing Church over in Tampa. It's not in Tampa, is it Norris? What's the city that it's in? It's in Brandon. It's in Brandon. Sorry to all you people out there in Brandon at the Crossing Church. I live in Pinellas County. We don't make it to Brandon. It's too far to drive. All right, I've got Eric the Most from Most Insurance. He's a co-owner of Most Insurance. Eric's been on the 
show many times, a very good friend of mine. He's a biblical scholar that I look up to. He's a great friend of mine. And Eric is on the board of directors for Crossing Cultures International. So I wanted him here today to talk about the impact on him as a business person in being involved in a mission organization that works around the world. Okay. Dr. David Nelson, I'm just going to call you David from now because I don't want you to get too big of a head. We're in a studio and it's very small. It's <laughs> good. But I am proud of you that you went all the way through and got your doctorate. I will never have one of those. I, I just couldn't do it. All right. So, David, t- talk a little bit about how did God lead you to Crossing Cultures International? Where in your testimony does it get you to Crossing Cultures International? Well, in 1986, my wife and I and children moved to the Philippines and we started learning the culture and the language of the Philippines, and we saw that many of the jobs there were learned in an apprenticeship style of training. And so we had, I was reading through the Gospels, and I saw that Jesus trained the 12 disciples in the same way. And so the God gave me an idea. He gave me a vision for starting churches by training people from within the church rather than sending them off to seminary or getting graduates from seminary to come out to pastor the church. We would train them from within the church. And so I asked the Lord to give me three men, and God gave me three men. One was an electrician, one was a farmer and a fisherman, and the other man was just standby. He didn't have a job. And so I started taking them with me to evangelistic Bible studies. And after seven months, we grew from three evangelistic Bible studies to over 20. And I threw them in the fire of the ministry, and they came back to me, and they said, David, you need to train us. We don't know how to do this. And so I started writing courses, and this is how I got involved in doing this. And when I saw them preaching in the pulpit, teaching the Word of God, leading people to Christ, I said, Lord, this is the greatest experience. Let me do this the rest of my life. And I believe what I'm doing today is the answer to that prayer. <laughs> okay, we don't really need to say much else. That was incredible. Okay, so you were, were you in the States when that happened or were you already overseas? We were in the Philippines. You were in the Philippines. We were in the southern Philippines on a small island of a million people in a small town of 25,000 people called Gindolman in the t- and on, on the island of Bohol. Okay. All right. And so you were on there. You were there as a missionary. We were there as, as missionaries to plant a church in that in that town. Yes. So instead of ended up just planting one church, you ended up planting. I mean, Crossing Cultures International is now in how many state? How many countries? We're now in in twenty countries. Uh, we started out. We moved here to the Tampa Bay area in 1999, and the vision that God gave me there, He multiplied now around the world. We started. I had seven classes in the Philippines in 1999 with 60 people. In training and we've now grown to over 300 classes in 20 countries training and equipping 4,500 people in ministry. All right, so talk a little bit more. Actually, I'm going to leave that for the the next section of the show. We've got Norris Brown in here uh, in the studio today. Norris, you are the missionary pastor at the Crossing Church in Brandon. Okay, so why don't you tell me about how did you get involved with David Nelson? Well, David came into the church about 14 years ago, and I was one of the first people to meet him. And David and I were like brothers, like immediately. And David talked about his training program, is 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 how the the depth of it uh, and the breadth of of it and you think I just jump right into it and uh, and join in well no I had to take a little while to think about it because I was full-time empl- I was full-time employed at a bank and uh, very very busy at the time and and learning that concept the very concept you're talking about about you know the, the work being the mission field and so over time the, the time was appropriate for me to step in for the training and the, and the training that the, the depth of the Bible training was such that it took 
it was a three-year program and it, it equipped me to to be prepared to get to to become the missions pastor uh, I was it was almost uh, kind of coincidental that six years ago I was asked to become volunteer mission pastors at the church and then David came alongside me discipled me he was the mission pastor at the time and it grew uh, friendship grew out of that and a bond and I've served on David's board and seen the seen the growth of the ministry it's just been tremendous to see how David has equipped so many people to do the work uh, we were reflecting on the way over here in the class that I was in that uh, there was I think about eight people that have done significant roles in ministry through working in the classes and uh, and I and I being one of them uh, stepping up as a volunteer mission pastor I'm now I've retired from the bank and moved into uh, a, a role as a president of a software company so you actually went through the program through the whole crossing cultures international program uh, which is 560 hours that it is about 520 hours 520 hours of classroom time plus your study time plus all that stuff and it converted you from being a banker to a pastor that's incredible so if it can help a banker we all know we struggle with bankers here in Tampa well I mean it's tough I mean how many I mean how many banks have changed names in the last decade I mean it's just an amazing thing so okay so if it can if it can change your heart from a banker well and let me guess you were a, were you a lender well that's that's funny I was working in uh, subprime lending I was overseeing. oh wait a minute the Lord shows miraculously so we took a subprime lender and he's now a missionary pastor at the Crossing Church. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Well, it's, that's cool. We're going to more to that story. Now you're the, the president of a software company? Yes, I am. The software company is Serving Link Systems. Serving Link Systems? That's correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. For those of you that just joined in on the show, we have in our studio today David Nelson with Crossing Cultures International and his guests along with him, Eric Most, Eric the Most, that's what I like to say, and Norris Brown, who's the missionary pastor at the Crossing Church out in Brandon. Yes, I have that correct. All right. So, David, we're just getting started to talk about the passion behind Crossing Cultures International. You saw in the mission field that just by training business people, they could then go off and plant churches. You, you started with business people and you discipled them and you spoke the word of God into them. You taught them and they said, hey, we need more training. We need more training. We need the ability to uh, to know the Bible better. And so you started writing curriculum. So that, that's where the, the passion behind Crossing Cultures International came in. And then the purpose, you, you saw a need for people to get trained. All right. So I want you to go into what is it all about. But beforehand, Eric said there's a story that all of the listeners need to hear about this motorcycle moment. So tell us about what's the motorcycle moment. Well, the motorcycle moment took place shortly after what I was sharing with earlier. When I started training these three men, there were two others from our Bible school to join us. So there were six of us all together, working together, teaching Bible studies, leading people to Christ. And I took them to a pastor's conference in Mindanao. We had to take a boat to get there, a boat to get back. We got on two, we were on two motorcycles, the six, six of, of us, yep. on a Honda 125 and a Kawasaki 100 with our bags strapped on the carriers in the back of both of those, riding down the road. And I was rejoicing in my spirit. And I said, God, I want to do this the rest of my life. Let me train people for ministry the rest of my life so they can, they can do the work of the ministry. And shortly after I prayed that, there were some dogs on the side of the road that were playing, fighting each other, and they ran right in front of me. I ran over one of them and lost control of the motorcycle. There was a truck coming in the opposite direction. We were heading for each other, and we stopped about three feet from each other. We got I got off. I'd seen my life flash before me. I got off and looked, and their back had got had 
got caught in the wheel in the back of the motorcycle, and I said to myself, God is going to answer this prayer. I know he's going to answer this prayer, and I believe that he's answered it in what we're seeing today. So the bag got stuck in the back wheel and allowed you to stop that That's close. correct, because I had both my feet on the ground to stabilize the motorcycle, and we got off and said God had to have done this <laughs> for it to, to, to keep us alive. All right, so now let's talk about this curriculum. Let's talk about the whole plan behind Crossing Cultures International. What, what is it that you're doing? Okay, our, our mission is to equip Christ followers globally with comprehensive training for effective ministry. And so the, the concept, the principles, and the philosophy behind it is the trainer is a modeling example for the students to watch and learn from and see how he models his life in Christ to them. And some of the most important lessons we've learned in life, we have, wa- we have learned from watching and being with other people. We learn more from being with each other than we do just reading a book. And so that's a core principle. It's a model. Number two is that it's equipping based on the Word of God. And so all the training that we do is founded, is grounded in God's Word. We train people how to understand and apply the Word of God in their personal lives, in their business, in their ministry. And we, we call that that relationship between the trainer and the student a discipleship relationship because discipleship is not a program. It is a relationship where we are guiding and helping people grow in their walk with God to becoming a fully devoted follower of Christ using their spiritual gifts, their abilities, their experience, and and the ministry that God has designed for them. As we see in Ephesians 2.10, that God saved us and He prepared good works for us in advance. And so our model, it's not an academic model, it's a discipleship model. And we believe that this training belongs in the local church, not just in the seminaries. Our model for ministry is a football team, basically, where the pastor is not the player, the pastor is the coach. And all the players are the members of the church, and the pastor studies the people in the church to find out their giftedness, to place them in the right position and ministry the church so that the church can win the game uh, for the glory of God and reach the community for Christ. That's our concept. Okay, now Eric, you've had the opportunity to go. You went overseas late. It was earlier this year, wasn't it? it? Last year. It was last year, late last year, uh, and and participate in Crossing Cultures International and and some of the ministry they're doing. You were in Indonesia when you were there, right? Uh, I actually got to participate in two manners. One, while uh, my wife and I, Jackie, were in Indonesia, I was actually training some pastors on a on a special subject, uh, pneumatology. uh, Subject is on the Holy Spirit, and I actually got to use the the CCI material. to help train the pastors. So there was a, one manner was as a teacher, but then uh, a couple months later, I was able to uh, go to the same island that um, David was speaking about earlier, um, Bohol, in the Philippines, and partner together with them in the first global conference where we brought coordinators from all over the world, from Indonesia and India and Philippines and, um, and Haiti and Bahamas and Canada, all came in and we poured into the lives of all these different coordinators um, for one week. And so I got to, and I got to spend the time with the ministry there as well. All right. So now you're not you're not a missionary, right? You're a business owner. You trying to catch me here? No, I mean, no, I mean, no, all, not just I mean all, all Christians are missionaries. Oh, but well, that is the point of this show. That's correct. But what, what I was trying to get to is how did how did God get you off of center when you're 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 this guy you're this insurance agency co-owner you're you know you're personal line specialist you 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 do you do your insurance world every day sure. okay but God grabbed you and said hey I want you to get involved with this mission organization how did that happen? 
So um, ultimately, I, I've been asked to uh, to train some pastors in different countries, and I was always looking for um, a good curriculum. I didn't want to reinvent the wheel, and so I got introduced to uh, Dave Nelson and uh, and Crossing Cultures International, and 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 having a conversation with him, it was amazing how God had linked our lives together instantly. We, um, my parents and and him, grew up uh, within a couple uh, miles from each other in the Southern uh, Virginia, and so instantly God kind of brought us together and uh, went through the material and I was like this material is phenomenal um, it needs to be used it needs to be taken throughout the throughout the nations so that's really my, my initial link with uh, with CCI okay now Norris you said you met David the first time he went into church at the crossing and uh, so what was what were you gonna say uh, first time I went into oh, church. first time you went into it was Norris was already there okay all right sorry I want to make sure I get that straight and, and now you get to know David you get to hear this vision of, of what God has laid on his heart how did you at the church, how did you guys work together? How did you encourage David in his ministry? Well, it started out as David was mentoring me at really overseeing, helping me in, in the areas that I was interested in. Uh, David really made a very good statement there. He discipled me at a time when I really needed it. And uh, and then he challenged me. Uh, when I, while I didn't join the classes, I wasn't in David's first class at the church. I was in a second class. And the experience of being in the class for three years, one group of people, truly was a discipleship experience. And if you look at uh, the, the materials, very thorough, and, and you would assume three years of classes, it is very, very thorough, but more so it was the, it was the relationship we built between the, the students and the teacher that made the difference. So when you look at that class, you look at the roles that people stepped out and played. We have a missionary that was birthed out of that class. We have a, another uh, student that was uh, that was play, is playing a major role in church. We have uh, students that are doing things all over the world that have been, as David said, he, he saw the landscape of the students, he poured into them appropriately. Uh, from that, I, I had already been on mission trips but I, I hunger to find out more about the depth of teaching and being able to foundationally grow myself. And then at the same time, in the work in the workplace, I think it was key for me in the workplace because uh, I had a, a notion of what I wanted to do in the workplace as far as what how to reach that people group. But uh, the program helped me to build a foundational way of doing it and a vision for seeing identifying that they are an unreached people group. And uh, with with David's background and the Philippines and around the world, he stressed unreached people groups. Let me tell you about the, a little bit about Norris's experience from my point of view. I, I'll never forget Norris went on a mission trip to, to Brazil and built and bu built the church building there. And he came back. I debriefed the team, and he was so full of excitement at what he experienced and what God did in his life. The rest of the team went off somewhere else after the meeting, and we sat down and talked together for the next hour. And I said, I've got to spend time with this guy. And and so two years later, I said, you need to go with me to, to Morocco. And so we went to Morocco together. We went to the Philippines together later. And I started pouring into his life. And I said, this guy is, is teaching. He's trainable, and he would take his mission trips. He would take pictures, photos, and bring them back and make a video out of it. And people would ask him at his work, "How was your trip?" And he'd show them that video, and people would respond with tears running in their face, and some of them coming to Christ as a result of the trip that he would go on. So there is hope for the subprime lenders, is what they're saying. <laughs> so, but Norris, now in your class, that class you went through, how many how many other business people were in that class with you? Every one of the 
Every one of them were. All Every of, one all of them had a people. full-time job. I think the key thing about the program is that, you know, there's a lot of discouragement for business people. Well, how can I go through seminary and run a business? I mean, I was working 60 hours a week. I mean, it was a full-time one-on. I mean, everybody knows what happened in the subprime world in the last uh, 10 years. And uh, I was right into it. We were, we, I was in a loss mitigation shop, and I was, I was running a loss mitigation shop. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time to spend uh, going to seminary. But what the program allowed me to do was it was every Tuesday get that touch of foundational Bible principles, and that's that really helped help build what was a, what was in the future for me as a missionary mission pastor and uh, what I'm doing today. Mm. We have in our studio today. We've been having a great conversation. We've got Dr. David Nelson with Crossing Cultures International, Norris Brown, who's the missionary pastor at the Crossing over in Brandon, and we've got Eric the Most from Most Insurance, who is also a missionary right there at most insurance in tampa right between right on right between howard and armenia right by the armory all of a sudden i forgot the name of your street eric i apologize all right so here's what we've talked about in the first half hour we've talked a little bit about the well really about the passion the purpose and the plan behind crossing cultures international what they're trying to do they're trying to make an impact on people who need well david you just tell me instead of instead of me repeating you do it so much better what what are you trying to do well our mission is to train christ followers globally with comprehensive training for effective ministry so people don't just get information but they get trained, they use their spiritual gifts, their giftedness, and plug into local church ministry in, in the area where they live at and around the world. So you're talking about dealing with people, you're training up people that haven't gone through seminary, people that are just normal people like you and me and Norris. Yes. Well, you got a doctorate, so it's not like you. So like me and Eric <laughs> and Norris, guys that just, maybe we've been teaching Bible, but we've never had formal training. Right. So our goal is to bring seminary training to the local church where people can come and be trained and equipped to reach the world where they live at for Christ. All right, so what does some of that training look like? What, well, what, what that you training doing? altogether is about 520 hours, and it trains them how to use the Word of God in their personal life and ministry. So the first course is Bible study methods and rules of interpretation, how to observe the text, interpret, and apply to their lives. Then they study the Old and New Testament survey. Then they learn how to communicate biblical messages in a course called Preaching Biblical Messages and Pastoral Ministry. Then they learn the 10 major doctrines of Scripture. So they're getting a foundation for training so they can be involved in ministry and serve effectively in a local church. Okay, and there's 10 total courses, and you go through it. It's 520 hours, you said, of 520 teaching? hours. Right. Classes are three to four hours once a week, sometimes twice a week, depends upon the class. And they go through this with someone leading them to acquire the skills, the Bible knowledge, and the character to serve effectively. And you've got this going on all over Asia, and you've also got it going on right there at the Crossing Church in Brandon, right? That's right. And we you know the classes started out with one class and then we've grown it to five classes in the church. We've had several classes graduate. And one thing uh, I think that really needs to be brought out here is that, you know, we talk about missions and missions. A lot of times we talk about going to other countries. We mentioned going Indonesia recently. Uh, the, uh, the the thing that's come out of out of our classes we've seen is mobilization of our classes to, to serve in the local missions and outreach. It really inspires people to do things locally. 
we've seen people uh, start uh, being foster parents, adoptive parents, uh, reaching out and forming their own ministries, local ministries. Uh, uh, one of them uh, was uh, one of our members uh, uh, that graduated has a ministry to those uh, those those children that are endangered for uh, for trafficking, and we see a lot of that happening through the classes uh, because woven throughout the Bible, as we know, is is missions and a challenge for us to go. So I think that uh, that the, the teaching and the growing of the classes is really a viral thing that's happened to us. All right. So what I want to know, okay, so you've got how many classes you say you have going on? Five. You have five going mm-hmm. on right now. So you've got five classes going on, but it's that's the only church in Tampa that's doing this training. Currently, that's correct. The only right. church in Tampa. All right. So, what are we going to do to but fix that? Okay, go ahead. There are other there are other classes. There there are there's a Haitian class. We used to have a, a, a Latino class, but they they graduated and, and finished and stopped. But really, the only church is a Crossing Church doing this here in this area. Okay. So, what what are, what can we do to get that spread to some other churches? Because we got hundreds of churches in Tampa Bay. I'd love to see my church bring out this kind of curriculum because there's all kinds of people like me that would love to be given that in-depth training, but never have had time to go to seminary. Well, how do we get this expanded? Well, we need people to become trainers to use this curriculum in their, their local church. And the way to do that is to come and attend our teacher training workshop. We're having our next workshop on August the 9th and 10th at the Crossing Church. Now, we are Crossing Cultures International, and we are, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So we have no formal ties with the Crossing Church, even though I serve there. Uh, but they, that's where the venue it's it's my our home church and we're, we work together. So that's the venue for the workshop. They can come, they can sign up online for the workshop if they already have seminary or Bible school training, or they are graduate of this program. They can become a trainer for the next class and the next generation of people. So if you're listening to this, encourage your pastor. Go check out our website. Sign up for the event coming up next month. Come and become a trainer. So the pastor uh, or teacher who's been through this tr- kind of training can be trained to become a trainer to partner with us and and train people in the church for local church ministry okay so they if somebody's already got a seminary degree they've got that formal training they can go they don't have to go through all 520 hours in order to be able to teach the class that's correct we will do a survey of all the class courses in that workshop we will cover the biblical foundation for leadership training. We'll look at all the examples in Scripture, see how Jesus trained the 12 disciples, and we'll see the uh, important concepts behind this curriculum. And we will do a survey of all the curriculum so that they know the contents. And then they will be equipped to start a class in their church. All right, so we're looking for some pastor. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, Jim, I, I'm really, and people who know me, I'm really passionate about discipleship. And and, and the church today, uh, globally, um, has, has gone from making disciples, what the Great Commission says, to making just simply converts and things like that. And uh, I know of no other better program out there to truly disciple uh, individuals and to build them up than, than the CCI um, program. And so definitely encourage pastors, if they're trying to wrap their minds on how do, can they best disciple their their local faith family, get involved here with uh, the TTW, the Teacher Training Workshop, and start start teaching their 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 folks through uh, through, through this material. So we're looking, though, for a pastor that's got a vision. That's a pastor right. that's got a vision for training up 
normal people within the church to become ministers in their workplaces, to become, to have a vision for missions in the world mm-hmm. and right there in Tampa Bay. So it takes a specific pastor because I've met a lot of pastors that don't have a vision. We want to encourage those pastors out there. If there's any of them listening, please check into this because people, lay people that go to your church all over Tampa Bay want to learn this stuff and they want to learn how to become a better minister and they could train other people. This is cool. Norris. You know, there's one other thing that you can consider. If a church wants to start a class and they don't have a trainer, we could probably provide a trainer and have Mm -hmm. them, uh, depending on the location, provide the trainer. We've had that happen. (laughs) We've had that happen at the crossing beginning. We've had uh, people traveling across, all the way across the bay to to train (gasps) us. All the way across the seven miles of the bay. It's amazing. People talk about like it's a great wall of China. It's unbelievable. So so I I would, you know, just want to just add that idea. Uh, All right. I got, okay. So you're, so you're saying if you've got people that have been through the training in Brandon, they may be willing to go in other places in Tampa to be able to do that training. David. And we just had a, a new staff member move from upstate New York down here to Brandon, and he is going to be overseeing North America, including Caribbean, Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. And he could come over to Pinellas Park, Pinellas County, and start a class here. He will live in Brandon, and he could commute back and forth. This will be his full-time ministry position to do that. Wow. So you're saying somebody from Brandon will actually drive to Pinellas County. Yes, that's fantastic. Okay. All right. And we got a couple minutes left before the next break. Talk to me about what you're looking for specifically in a partner for your overseas missions. For a partner, we're looking for ministry champions. And a champion is a person who believes in the concept and the vision that we have for reaching the world for Christ by training and equipping people to partner with us by praying regularly for the ministry by giving financially and going with us to see what God is doing around the world. So we're looking for ministry champions to give. We have translation projects. We have printing projects. We have coordinators who serve in different countries. They need financial support. They need people to pray for them. And we take vision trips overseas uh, uh, so that people could see, actually see the ministry in those countries. All right, so just so you're looking for people that are willing to allow God to expand their vision of what life really is all about. That's right, yes. All right, that's powerful. That's powerful. Okay, so, I mean, how many of those people do you need? Uh, we need as many as God will give us, as, as many as listening right now. We need you to join us, to be a champion with us and partner with we We're looking for partners, people that will partner together because we cannot do everything by ourselves. We need people like you to partner with us by giving, by going, by praying. So uh, if God is touching your heart to be one of those ministry champions, we need you to walk with us and partner with us in this ministry. Well, how many pastors do you need to train up in the continent of Asia? Uh, Well, in the world today, there are 3.2 million pastors who don't have access to good Bible training. And so our vision is to take the training to them. When they are not trained, the churches that they lead are vulnerable to mismanagement, improper styles of leadership, false teaching, false doctrine. I was talking to our coordinator today over Cambodia, and he said that uh, there, there are cults coming in and they're targeting Christians and not the people that are not, that are, are, are not Christians. So there's 3.2 million pastors that still need to be trained up through your program. 
So we need a lot of partners, but we yes. can start with just one. All right, and you can email me at Jim and I work for him, and I'll put you in touch with David Nelson. We've been talking about the mission of Crossing Cultures International and how they want to train up those pastors around the world who haven't had formal biblical training, seminary training, so that they can pastor a church and train other people so they can pastor churches. And, and, and David left off a staggering statistic that 3.2 million pastors remain untrained, unbiblically trained, unseminarily trained around the world. And so David was asking for partners. David, what kind of a partner are you looking for again? We're looking for ministry champions or partners that will partner with us by praying regularly. You can pray by joining our news newsletter list. We send out a monthly newsletter beginning of every month and it lists prayer requests there where you can pray for a specific request. We're also looking for people to not only pray but also give partner with us in giving, sharing the resources that God has entrusted to them. We have different projects of translation and printing and coordinators in different countries where they can give financially so that this ministry can continue to spread around the world. And they can also go by going with us on a vision trip to see what God is doing in countries like India, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, the Philippines, and other countries. All right. We're going to talk more about the uh, your vision trips in a minute. Eric, you had something you wanted to say. Yep. Um, you, you know, we talk about the pastors, and I don't want I don't want those listening here just to say, well, I'm not a pastor. I need to tune off. I can go ahead and switch channels. Um, the mission of CCI is to glorify God by equipping Christ followers globally, and that is the mission and passion. It is to get that discipleship into the hands of Christ followers and, and see the replication happen. And so um, while we do train pastors globally, our, our focus is also equipping Christ followers globally for effective ministry and we're all called to ministry we are all mm -hmm. if you are a follower of Jesus Christ you are called to full-time ministry yes, well and yeah. most of isn't it true that most of the pastors worldwide except here in the states they're bivocational they're yes. working full-time somewhere else and they're pastoring on the weekends or tri-vocational or tri-vocational <laughs> whatever it takes to pay the bills so you're training up business people uh, yes. they are running business people that are employees or they're running businesses so you had an example I, I said give me one example a good example of somebody that's gone through the program and how it's impacted their lives. Well, let me tell you the story of Walter. His name is Walter Tupas. He lives in the southern Philippines, and he and he is an elementary school principal, and he prayed for years to get, be able to go to seminary. He and his wife did, and, and they said, God answered our prayer in an unusual way. God brought the seminary to our local church. One of the coordinators that I trained started a class in their church and started training him within the first year Walter started a church. The, the first week he had one visitor. The second week he had two visitors. Two years ago I visited the church and preached at the church. There were 65 people there. Then after he graduated, he started a class with 11 young people in his, in his class, started training them and equipping them. And four of them, they've graduated now, they finished the training, and four of them are going out to start churches. And they're all working jobs. So we don't, we don't support Walter. We don't support his church. Walter is still working for the government. In fact, one of his his classmates is named Ray. Ray works for the government. Was a former communist trainer and is now has started two churches. And he is still working for the government and and salaried by the government. So they're still working in their jobs and doing this. All right, and that's really the point I want to make sure I drove home that this training is for people like you and people like me. 
business people, Christian employees, Christian business owners who really want to dig deep into the Word of God, whether it's here in Tampa Bay or in some other part of the world. And so I want to talk about, you've got a book, a book that was written about a, a trip that a local pastor and his wife came and visited you in the Philippines, right? Yes, that's okay. correct. And, and the name of the book, again, was Banana Leaves and Chocolate Hills. And I had a chance to read that book a couple of weeks ago, and it's all about how this pastor who thought he was being a sacrificial servant here in the United States as a pastor came and saw how you did ministry in the Philippines and it's and the really the paradigm shift that they went through and I want to talk about that paradigm shift so, so talk to me about the paradigm shift what, what have you seen when people have come to visit you on the mission field what's the shift that goes through their minds when they, they leave the states and they go there what happens well many times people don't don't have a conceptual understanding of what life is in developing countries so I had a, a businessman went with me a few years ago on a trip and we went to China and the Vietnam and the Philippines then to Cambodia and Myanmar now Myanmar is a very depressed uh, economically country and and uh, we were visiting a pastor and the pastor lived at the end of a field and the, and the field was muddy and so Denny had a pair of shoes on that were worth over $200 and we're walking through a muddy field we got to the pastor's house made out of bamboo and uh, Denny was just thinking about his shoes when we got there and he saw that the, the, his shoes were worth more than the man's man's uh, house was he started to become convicted about it we walked back out to the road the pastor went and got a bucket of water and then washed his shoes off and he saw the servant attitude of this man and how humble he was it impacted his life so much it changed his life just that one experience to see what people go our brothers and sisters around the world the lifestyle that they live economically and how that impacted his life it's an amazing paradigm shift and if you as a business owner that are listening today or a Christian employee if you've never been on a short term missions trip which isn't usually about what you're doing it's about what God does in your heart Mm -hmm. you need to go because we live as we are rich people. Everybody in the United States is a rich person. Mm-hmm. And we live so far and above what people in our world live. And, and we desperately need to have that paradigm shift to realize how blessed we are so that God can use us to bless other people. All right. the next This part of our program is brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Each week, we like to highlight a book that will help you gain perspective on incorporating Christ in your workplace. Today, we're highlighting the Banana Leaves and Chocolate Hills. Karis Christian Books and Gifts can be found at the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo. They've been around for 28 years. Their 2,400, excuse me, their 2,400 square foot stores open to the public seven days a week, and it's run by most the most incredible manager, my wife, Martha Brangenberg. She is, does a fantastic job, and that store is full of fantastic things to equip, to equip a Christian for walking with Christ. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. And be, be one of five people to email me tonight, and I'll get you a copy of this book, Banana Leaves and Chocolate Hills. Email me at jim at iworkforhim.com. All right, so this book, this couple, we got just a minute. David, tell me about this couple, their trip that they took, and they wrote this book. Well, this is a trip by Pastor Rick and Rick Lineweber and his wife, Betsy. They came in 1998 to visit us. They'd heard about our ministry there. The church was supporting us. They came and visited. They lived with us. They went to different places, and God did a, just a tremendous work in their heart as they saw. They visited local believers and saw the joy that these believers had, their love for the Lord, even though they didn't have a whole lot materially and economically. They saw their joy and their contentment, and it really... Uh, saw, helped them 
uh, understand what life is all about. And many times when here in the United States, we've, we're focusing on budgets and all kinds of needs and, uh, and activities, and they saw what it's like in other countries that don't have all that. It's such an eye-opening experience. I recommend that all of you give me an email tonight to get a copy of Banana Leaves and Chocolate Hills. It's written about a story of people coming to visit David on the mission field. I want to thank you guys, David Nelson, Norris Brown, and Eric Moss for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. That would be where you say, hey, Thank great. you, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. All right. Listen, uh, next week on our show, we're going to be talking about hiring and firing in a Christ-like manner. We started that conversation on the 24th of June, but we didn't finish. And so we're going to finish next week about how to fire in a Christ-like manner. And if you hire right and you manage well, you rarely have to fire somebody. All right. So are you looking for a way to make an impact on your own culture and cultures around the world? Looking for a way to get seminary training but not have to stop working at your daily job? Crossing Cultures International needs you to partner with them. Contact David Nelson at Dave, D Nelson at CCIINT.org. That's David Nelson or D Nelson at CCIINT.org. All right, please check out my website, the IWorkForHim.com website. There's all kinds of great resources on the site and links to all of our show sponsors, including the link to, there will be tonight, to CCI Crossing Cultures International. And please check me out on Facebook. Just look for IWorkForHim.com. Just look for IWorkForHim. Email me tonight if you want to copy this book, Jim at IWorkForHim.com. That's Jim at IWorkForHim.com. I know you're tired of hearing me say it. Thanks to Mike Miracle for being an awesome engineer tonight. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I am a Christ follower. I own my own business, and I am an employee. I don't know about you, but Tampa Bay, I work for him. I just want to relax, don't have time for my friends, no time to chit chat, problems at my job, wondering what to do, I know I should be working but I'm thinking of you.